Alexa, listen to the Aftershock XL Network. From the famous Howard Stern and turn Steve Grillo, the Aftershock XL Network. You can watch this show on the Aftershock XL Network YouTube channel. Listen to this show anywhere, anytime, on any device, wherever you stream your podcasts. What's up, y'all? This is me, DMC, and a place to be. Hey, this is Mark Hudson. And right now, the only place for you to be is right here, rocking and watching and listening to the Aftershock XL Network. So subscribe and share and welcome the hostess with the mostest. My friend, my brother, my mama Luke. The amazing Steve Steve Grillo. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Grillo's Aftershock XL on the Aftershock XL Network. On so many different networks, I can tell you right now, because uh, I got some stickers made. Look at that. We are on Audible Podcast, um, uh, Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, TuneIn, uh, all thanks to Noah, my amazing producer. I probably the glasses got a little glare going on. I'm going to lose them. I got raccoon eyes because I'm here in uh, beautiful Boca, Florida, Boca Raton, in Acasa Blanca. It's my friend, a uh, very good friend of mine, has this beautiful house overlooking the water in this gigantic, I would say it's a mansion. Noah Mason Reese, would you say it's a mansion? Absolutely. All right. So we're here at the mansion, but the most important thing, the most special exclusive episode today is we got the one and the only scott the engineer hey scott, scott salem who's also Hello. down here he was supposed to come down to the mansion but uh he didn't make it because he's you're moving correct scott i'm moving yes i'm moving well actually i'm not moving today i'm i'm going back up to new york tomorrow so i gotta get my act together and then i'm moving in june i'll be back and then uh, you're down here. You're, you're not too far from my parents. And you're you're practically um, you're practically uh, neighbors with Mason, correct? Uh, that's what you told me. Yeah, that's what, Mason, I'm down here you, somewhere. I mean, I'm I'm right off the corner of Linton and Jog, and I'm right around the corner from Linton and Jog. There you go. <laughs> Everybody knows Mason Reese as a child actor, but um, he also has uh, been a uh, entrepreneur. He's uh, had several bars and nightclubs in New York City over the years. Uh, he's one of the few child stars that avoided drugs and alcohol and actually became a successful businessman. And also one of my best friends. Yeah. And everybody knows Scott the Engineer, who has been uh, MIA for a very long time, understandably, because it makes me angry and makes me uh, want to say bad things. But I won't because I wanted you, I promise you, if you came on, we would talk about the old good times. And, yeah. and also that we had working together over the years at one of the greatest radio shows that ever, ever happened on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was telling the story last night um, to my buddy who owns uh, Casablanca here about how my uncle Jamesy sort of came into play in the Howard Stern show. And it was because, you know, Scott was an avid smoker. We all know they what? were you pumping on something earlier. What was that? Uh, uh, that's a vape. Is it got weed in it? No? Not this one. <laughs> and, uh, when Howard found out that my Uncle Jamesy, who uh, was a cancer survivor at the time, had a cancer to do because he had most of his throat removed, um, right. they immediately sent a car for my Uncle Jamesy to, you know, a lecture Scott about the uh, trials and tribulations of throat cancer and smoking. Yeah, I know all about it. He didn't have yeah. to teach me, you know? And yet you're still here. I'm still around, <laughs> man. I'm, yeah. I'm, 
I'm retired. I figured I'd retire early to enjoy the rest of my life, which probably won't be that long. Now, hopefully it will be. But uh, yeah, I'm still around. And um, I remember like I we had some really fun times, especially on the road. Um, but one of my favorite things was when uh, Stutter and John used to just like harass you on a daily basis. And, and I, my, he used to, Mason, he used to take tape and tape like the little pushy thing down on the phone. Yeah. The phone rigging. Hey, a like, lot of people don't know what that is anymore, Grillo. I know. The it's little so pushy thing. Yeah. There's no more. You can't do that. Well, what do you miss the most about all that? You know, I, there was a big article in today's New York Post. I know this article. This show is going to be um, uh, probably up on Thursday night. But there was a big article, Frontline, of the New York that Mason, see if you can have them show you the uh, paper. I know you got the New York Times there. No. there. Oh, did yeah. you see this, Scott? Did anybody send this to you? No. Okay. I have to cover the paper. Was, like a major article that came that broke today because I know a lot of major people like kept sending me this article. What is but it's post? It's on the front cover of the post. I can't and read it, makes, it well, but basically saying what's been going on, and you know, and it's just it's, it? it's not the rock and roll environment. That real, we, what, what does it say? It's like, oh, it says uh, Howard's end. Oh, how nice! Yeah, <laughs> and it's basically saying it's like you know uh, he's on three days a week, and it's kind of just not that. It's not the show that we worked on. We, like, we worked on that. It was like being part of like the Beatles or like. Uh, Van Halen when they first broke out, you know, like. Uh, I can tell you the story. When we were in Philadelphia doing a rally, so it's late late 80s, probably 89 or something like that, 88. We did the rally, and then after the rally, we all got in a limo in Ronnie's limo, and we were being rocked by the crowd, like the Beatles. The, the crowd attacked the limo, and I, I was scared for my life. I mean, they were jumping all over it. They were doing everything. Luckily, they didn't break the glass, but. You know, Ronnie got us out of it, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, it was. Um, how about the, the book signings? Like, do you remember the book signing uh, on Fifth Avenue, where it was like literally down the block, all the way up the block, around uh, Patrick's Cathedral? Mason, do you remember the book signings when Howard had the book? I do, I do. And, and I was also, I was also at the premiere of Private Parts, and there were. A lot of people. The, that was one of the best days of my life because yeah. like walking down the red carpet and like I went and bought an Armani suit and I had, you know, my girlfriend at the time. I brought my aunt and it was just like, Scott, we felt like rock stars. It was just weird, right? Definitely rock stars. I mean, it was rock star, you know, show. It was uh, everywhere you went, people recognized you. And uh, it, was, it was great. It was awesome. Best time. Yeah, and um, it was just like, I remember I was sitting two rows behind Donald Trump. That was kind of oh, fun. I know him. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Do you remember your best story about Donald Trump? Donald Trump. The only story I really can tell you about Donald Trump, me, with me personally, is that he was a guest on the show, and I went to talk to him in the green room about what he's got to do, headphones, blah, blah, blah. And he was like a dick. I mean, really? He was like totally like you know, get out of here, you little peon. I I, I know what to do. Yeah, amazing. You have a Donald Trump story. You're you're a New York icon. No, you know what, Steve? I've never met him. Um, I know I was at an event one time that he was at, but we've never met. Oh well, Scotty, you, you'll you'll remember this day. Do you remember Howard's birthday party that was at the Plaza? Of course. Yes. 
Yeah, yo, and you were always invited to the birthday parties, Mason. I came to like five of them. Yeah. So the one at the plaza, it, it was uh, Willie Nelson. Now, for people that don't know, like Howard every year had a birthday bash. And it was always that. It was always like the big event of the year. It wasn't just so much for the fans. It was also, I would say, it was for the, the, the sponsors as well. Like all the people yeah. that advertised and spent millions and millions of dollars advertising on Howard. It was their big thank you from K-Rock to come and have breakfast with Howard's birthday and watch whatever. It was, it was also a big event with big celebrities like that were never really ever on the show would come on and it was like a big day. And we had at the Plaza Hotel that year. And actually at the same time, Donald Trump owned the Plaza Hotel. And it was in a big giant ballroom and Willie Nelson was one of the guests. Mm -hmm. And Willie Nelson is Willie Nelson. We all know Willie Nelson to be one of the biggest weed advocates ever. He is a very well, he's famous for smoking weed. And Willie Nelson, apropos of being Willie Nelson, decided to light up a joint right mm -hmm. there in the middle of the Plaza Hotel ballroom. And it proceeded to smell up the whole time. One joint filled the whole ballroom. Mm. Donald Trump, who is not, he's anti-drug. And it's also his, it's his spot. And he came running over, beat red in the face, screaming at Willie Nelson, how fucking dare you smoke a joint in my fucking house? You fucking put that up. You're smoking drugs in my fucking ballroom out there. Put it out right now. And Willie Nelson did the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. He goes. <laughs> and he put Willie it out. Willie's so cool. Yeah. And just basically blew it at Donald. Like, okay, fuck wow. you. Well, I'm sure he wasn't the only person that smoked and joined in that place. Oh, yeah, but not in the middle of 300 no, people. I know, yeah. there, you know? He was all, um, I also was with him at Howard's wedding uh, to Beth. And uh, I didn't really interact with him. He didn't, you know, he didn't want to deal with the regular people. He, he just, you know, wanted, wanted to deal with the celebrities only. Well, yeah, hey. well, he, uh, there's no doubt about the fact that uh, he's an egomaniac and he basically will tell you that to your face. You know, there's no, uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, he knows that. And he, yeah, if you're not important, he, why does he want to know you? Yeah, he wants nothing to do with you. Yeah. So, you know, Scotty, you're such a beloved part of the Howard Stern show. I don't know what it, they know. No, okay. Well, you know, there's there, there's always talk and speculation. There's always three sides to the story, your side, their side, and the real side. Um, everybody just knows what everybody hears in the papers. And everybody, stuff thinks like that. That everybody thinks they know what happened. I don't think they really know what happened. Uh, you know, if they, uh, if they all right, I'm not going to ask you to get the details, but if they really know what happened, is it going to be even worse than what they think? Oh, I... I I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they think, but you know. Um, well, I've heard people on your side, uh, and by the way, about Robin. She was always very nice to me. Robin was great. Well, everybody was great. I had I've worked there thirty four years. I mean, it was my whole life. It was an awesome, awesome experience. It was a lifetime experience. I mean, you know, I, I'll never forget it. It's such great times, and you know, I, I I'm not there anymore. Hey, you know, so what can I do? You move on. You do different things. I'm retired for now. Yeah, yeah. First of all, maybe other, you know, other than the, the, the Santa Claus beard, you look exactly the same. And uh, props to you because you look fantastic, buddy. Thank you. I, you need, look I need a trim. I need a trim. <laughs> I, I like the look. You look happy and well relaxed. Uh, 
you know, Mason too, both of you worked hard and you broke like, look at the smile on Mason's face. Come on. He's happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love being in Florida. What can I tell you? Yeah, Florida yeah. is uh, really, really, really good. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I've been here down, down here since October and uh, there's nothing better, but I got to go up to New York and take care of some things and then I'll, I'll be back and uh, move into my new place, which is a lot fancier than my old place. Not really. But um, <laughs> but I can see where from my place I can see where Mason lives. I'm right across the canal. That's so. cool. <laughs> We're not giving away secrets here, so I, I know uh, I know everybody. Uh, you know, as far as fan base and everything, everybody is definitely loves the shit out of you, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be very happy to know that you're doing well and you're happy and you're sitting and uh, enjoying your retirement. So um, I think. It's nice that you poked your head out a little bit because everybody was wanting to know what what was going on with you. Well, I'm 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 grateful to all the fans over the years. I mean, you know, it's it's been a great, great time, and I, 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 the fans are awesome. I mean, they're just awesome. And by the way, can I sneak in my cameo? Oh, I'll absolutely, my cameo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you want a cameo, I'll say hi to anybody. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. Maybe me and Reese will get together. Um, sure. And uh, do one together for somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Um, so, yeah. well, you know, I'm glad that you, you're you doing Cameo. You're out there and stuff like that because, like, there's a big gap um, in, in that whole Stern universe without you being around. And I, I know that because everybody talks about how much I they love you. I don't know about that. I mean, the show goes on. Whoever well, leaves. I, I, I didn't say – I'm talking about the, the fan world. Like people want to know how you're doing, what's up with you, blah 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That they're concerned about you and they love you. Um, well, and I appreciate anybody, that. If anybody doesn't remember, you on top of the fact that you know you had a really difficult job, like Mason, I would go there. I would be there at five o'clock. Scotty was already there, and he had a pile of work that was this high. On top of the fact that whatever Howard needed on the drop of a hat, he had to do, and he did really well. And he was super fast, super efficient, but. Like most of us, we all took our fair share of crap on the air. But you, my friend, really went over the top about the crap that you had to do. And you yeah, were such a good sport about it. I know. And, um, I, 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 yeah. I'll never let you do I needed a job. I had to support a kid and a family. Yeah, how's your son, by the way? How's what? How's your son? My son, he's great. He's right in the other room here. He's down here. We'll drive him, uh, drive him back tomorrow. Tell him um, he was always such a good kid. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's so he came down, he flew down the other day, and he's going to help me drive back because I have a dog. And you can't take a dog anywhere on planes, trains, nothing. You got to drive. So, uh, driving back and uh, with the dog in the car and my son, it's a whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. Uh, what was it? I was going to so you, you had so I can never listen to uh, the Rolling Stones song, uh. Um, was it? I, because I, I, I had brown fingers. That's all I can think is brown fingers. Brown sugar. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they, they noticed at some point because you were smoking so much that you had nicotine. It basically had nicotine stains on its fingers. So they, they wrote, they rewrote the the um Rolling Stone song. What, what's the name of the song? Brown sugar. Brown sugar to brown fingers. <laughs> brown fingers. You know, like, I, I cannot listen to that song today without like your name is Scott Salem and it's so serene. Um, <laughs> what's the I rest of the word? I don't 
I don't remember the rest of the words. I don't yeah. want to remember the rest of the words. I said, cigarettes all my entire life. I'm never I said, happy. I said, I said, I said, I said, so Mason, they had him. They we went to scores and shot the video, and they had they made a giant cigarette costume with Scott's face cut out of it and his hands, and he's on stage with like five or six uh, scores girls dancing to the whole thing. It was like yeah, they rolled they rolled me up into a giant cigarette. Yeah, wow. and they rolled into a giant cigarette, and uh, I can I swear to God, every time that I hear that song, I'm like brown fingers. So <laughs> it ruined that song for me. But you also, some, yeah. No, I was gonna say you also, you know, lost a bet where you had to go on the Fifth Avenue and a thong and a dunce hat. And you know, I even though I worked there, I don't think I could have done that. And, and you, you took it with such a good grain of salt. Uh, you were always such a good sport about that shit. And, but you did it begrudgingly, but in a fun way. And then it was the infamous push-up contest. The push-ups, yes, the push-ups. And I, I could do I, this. I never, this is about all I could do right now. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember. So, so Mason, that, that, that it was ten thousand dollars. What was it? Twenty push-ups. Seventeen push-ups. Seventeen. So, so I, I'm a wrestler, and push-ups were everything. And I know, I knew how to build. Like I, I trained for five or six years with push-ups, and push-ups are. You do as many as you can plus one every day. So, but I wanted to train Scotty, but he went with this fancy ass trainer called what was his name? Radu. Radu, yeah. Radu, I remember, yeah. I remember that name. Yeah, Radu, yeah. Radu was, was like a actually Hollywood trainer. Yeah, he yeah. was he was Geraldo's, uh trainer also. Right, and uh, I remember him. He, he was crazy, but he was good. He worked my ass off for six weeks. Yeah, I never worked so hard in my life. He didn't train you to do push-ups. He got you in good shape. But to train to do push-ups, you have to do nothing but push-ups. Right, and right. So he trained you to get you in shape, but he didn't train you for push-ups. Right. And I wanted to help you so bad, but Radu swept in, and you went with Radu. And I never admitted this before because I was sitting right there. You didn't do the push-ups. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> you almost got there, but you, you crapped out on the last two. You did that. A wrestler proper push-ups is up, down, up, down. You, I know you, they weren't. I know they weren't proper. I had an arch back. I get it. They weren't proper, but I, 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 I never hit the floor. So, but that, you didn't. That, you didn't hit the mark. You had to hit the chest. You had to hit the fist. But, uh, but you, anyway, listen. That money's long spent. It doesn't make a difference. But well, as a, I took my kid, I took my kid to Disney World with that money. Good, you should have. But Mason, there was a huge uproar after he did the push-ups. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, rightfully so. Listen, all the shit that you went through, even plus the six weeks that you trained to do it, you should have got that money no matter what. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, uh, I never worked so hard in my life. I had six yeah. weeks. To, I couldn't do one push-up. I had six weeks to get to seventeen, and it was it was really really hard. I mean, I would have had you unbelievable. in two weeks. I would have had you. I was like, "All right, Scott, you you go with Radu, and that's that." I didn't know what to say, but what, was yeah, this well, done yeah. publicly in front of people outdoors? Yeah. In front of twenty million people. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what was your favorite time? Like, what was your, like, you know, like for me, it was getting a book dedicated to me. 
you know, meeting the celebrities, like, like the, what was your favorite moment that you had? Like, that, like you were like, holy shit, wow, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe this is happening. Every day when you came out with the potato, that was my favorite time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, my favorite time, I mean, just like when Billy Joel was on, and this was more recently, probably 10 years ago, just being able to sit and, and you know, engineer and, work with Billy Joel and sit right next to him when he's performing. I mean, I grew up listening to Billy Joel. Um, and all, all of these super rock stars that we came in, in, into the studio, I mean, every one of them, they were all great. And it was just an experience of a lifetime, just I, I, I was gonna ask getting to know Scott, people. I was yeah. gonna ask you if you can, you know, drop a dime on anybody. Like who was no. the worst? Who was the no, worst? No. Like I said, every every one, one Scott. Mason one. Reese was the worst. <laughs> okay, good. No, no. I, I Donald Trump. I mean, I told you Donald Trump was a dick. But every other really never had any bad experience with anybody. I mean, everybody was just so nice, and I had to work closely with a lot of the bands and everything, and I never had any problems. It was just, it was just really, really good. Right. Mine was Geraldo. Geraldo was the biggest dick that ever came into the studio. And I'll never forget it because he came in and I remember um, there was one of those producers from the Channel 9 show that worked with Geraldo. I forgot okay. his name, but he came in with Kevin, I think his name was. And he came in with Kevin and I, my job was to get the releases. And do you need any coffee or anything? So Geraldo goes, yeah, black. And Kevin started talking to me because we knew him. Right. Right. And so and Geraldo goes, Will you shut the fuck up and go get my fucking coffee? And I was like, what? He goes, you heard me go get my fucking coffee. Unbelievable. And I was like, what a dick. Okay. And I went back into the office. I go, Gary, um, Harold just told me to get his fucking coffee. He goes, yeah, he's a dick. I was like, <laughs> okay. And I wanted to get the coffee. But my, what am I? It's probably. Considering who it was, I didn't find it insulting, but and it was definitely a demeaning thing. But um, when Schwarzenegger came in to promote Last Action Hero, um, he, uh, I went into the green room. It was very exciting. There was a big buzz. All oh, Schwarzenegger's here. Blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. I went, Mr. Schwarzenegger, and he was kind of like I was sort of like on an angle, so where like I was kind of like on his shoulder. I said, excuse me, Mr. Schwarzenegger, um, I, would you mind signing this release for TV and radio? And he kind of like looked over his shoulder at me and goes, I don't trust short people. Give it to my manager. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yo, did, did, did Schwarzenegger just throw a dig at me, yo? I was like, yeah. oh, shit. You know what? That's kind of cool. But, yeah, you know, yeah. he was kind of like at that I, Trump or about him. I, I have, of another great, great moment I really will never forget. When I played drums with James Brown. Oh my God. I mean that, I mean, he was singing in his band and we had, you know, we had Gary playing trumpet. That was stupid, but he's singing and we, 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 I'm playing drums for James Brown. Come on. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah, that's it's, great. Maybe yeah. he's a drummer as well. Oh yeah. I never played yeah. with James Brown though. <laughs> I played with James Brown. I sang lead for the band Stained in, in one of our karaoke contests. I mean, it was all, it was all, I can't forget any, I mean, it was so unbelievable just living that life 
um, that was hard work. I mean, you know, people think that celebrities and, you know, people backstage and behind the scenes have a great time. Yeah, it was a great time. But it was hard. I mean, it was yeah. constant, constant, constant work. And, it, you know, it was from 4 a.m. to whenever you finished, constantly going. Well, I, I, people always ask me, like, what was it like? And I said, and you, and you could, uh, you know, uh, back me up on this. I was like, well, you know what? You woke up every day and you didn't know how the day was going to end. It was never, every day was different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You didn't know every, how it was every, That's right. Every day was a new adventure. Yeah. And, and you did, because it was so busy, the day did kind of fly by. All of a sudden it was 10 o'clock. Yeah, that was always. Or 11 o'clock, or 12 o'clock. When Howard decided to finish the show, you never know. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, I, I was going to ask you about that. What, what's what, your what's typical? What's that? How, how long was the day typically? I was going to ask you that. Um, usually anywhere from, if you were lucky, it was eight hours. It was usually 10 hours, sometimes 12, uh, sometimes more. Um, especially on the road, the road, when we go on a road to Vegas and LA and stuff, those, those were, you know, 16, 18 hour days. Those were really crazy. Wow. You know, cause we had yeah. so much, so much to do. Um, and a we, lot we of people were wrong. We were around for the, um, the uh, Vegas, LA trip? No, I wish. Well, I, you know, I thought like, it was like right. It was like, we did Philly. That was the Philly, the, the, the Bella divorce party. That was my first um, road trip when we were stopped at the home of the lap dance. And Jessica Hahn talked about how she liked to fall asleep with his, her man's penis in her mouth, which was, uh, I was like 19 years old. My mind was blown. I was like, I'm in that fucking bus with Howard and Ronnie and Jessica Hahn. And she's talking to, like, I'm like, I didn't think that was something that could happen, but I'm into it, you know, like, and, um, you know, and then, you know, there was uh, the LA trips when we went out to LA and the hard rock, we were at the um, the monkey bar and then there was one- Monkey bar, monkey bar. Yeah. So, and um, it was like that, but I, di I didn't get a chance. The Vegas trips I heard were epic. Like, and I heard like already made the whole entire trip. Oh my God. I mean, that, that Vegas trip that we did was, cause we did, we did five shows in two locations in four days from from Vegas. I had to fly out to Vegas, set up, and then fly to LA, set up that, then fly back to Vegas and get ready for one show, and fly back to LA, and we did four more shows. And one of those shows was the Playboy Mansion. I, know, was, I, never, I wish I, I didn't get a chance to go on that trip. And that I was, was that was I mean, I, you know, I'm so grateful to Howard and, and everybody to be part of that, that history. I mean, it was just amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like I said, I'll never match that obviously, but uh, swimming in the grotto at the Playboy Mansion was another really big highlight. Mason, Mason you, you, you've had to be at the Playboy Mansion, right? You never went to the Playboy Mansion? No, as Mansion? a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that was on my bucket list for oh a long God. time. And I'm friends with two older playmates. Um, Ava Fabian and Kathy St. George. Oh, wow. And they both explained to me how it's a little different now than it was, you know, well, now it's gone, but it's gone. as, yeah. you know, when, when he had his new girlfriend in his life and like nobody right. was allowed anymore. It was, it was shut yeah, down basically. Well, we weren't allowed inside the mansion, just on the grounds outside, which were right. unbelievable. It had yeah, a whole yeah. zoo. And the, and the grotto the pool and but uh, you know it was amazing unbelievable yeah but I never got to go 
Uh, too bad. You were asking Scotty to uh, drop dime on you know someone that was uh, behind the scenes who was a real dick. Now you've had some experiences like doing the Mike Douglas show and all yeah. that. Stuff. So uh, you know you got pictures with Leonard Nimoy and and Andy Warhol and Everybody. all that shit. So uh, what about you? Who, who are you dropping dime on? Who you got? Who was your fucking biggest? I, I mean the, the the only person I remember being really just a, a phony human being. Was um, uh, oh God, the, Shirley MacLaine, the redhead, Shirley MacLaine, the uh, uh, old movie actress. I just remember her being incredibly Shirley, phony yeah. and rude to people. Um, but everybody I worked with was really cool. Um, yeah. and, and everyone that I've ever you know rubbed elbows with, and you know, for the most part, were genuinely good people. Yeah, most yeah. most celebrities, like I said, I, they were they were great to work with. I mean, they, yeah. no issues at all. I mean, they're really really good people, and uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Mean, it was a lot of fun. You know, they're there to do a job also and yeah. promote whatever it is that they're going to promote and yeah, talk about whatever it. points they need to talk about. You know, uh, and, so you know, yeah, that's it. They, you know, they yeah. got to do it, and, and you know, that's why I said I can't really trash anybody. They they're they all terrific. I, mean, I know, like, you know, I, it's so funny because you, you, you know as well as I do, Scott, how the fans are. They're the best fans in the world, but also they're going to break your ass. They're going to break your oh, chest every, every I chance. Still do. <laughs> so, you know, I, I do this show. I've been doing this show for about uh, two and a half, three years now. And, you know, I can't deny my past. I can't deny that I was fucking Steve Grillo from the Howard Stern Show. Do I, is every show I do based on the Howard Stern Show? Absolutely not. But are my highest rated shows when I do shit about the Howard Stern show? A hundred percent. I got I interviewed Artie. I got over a hundred thousand people on my on YouTube that watched nice. that show. Nice. Okay, so right. and his, Artie was just so good to me, and I'm so happy that he's in a better place in every play. Like he's doing good. I don't know. Have you heard from him at all? Because he sort of fell off the face of the earth right around uh, the I, 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 you know, Artie helped me out really tremendously uh, when my wife was sick. Um, and then, and then after that, he kind of disappeared. Like he said, he, he was gone. And uh, you know, he, show up. he came up to the studio that I was recording at at the time, and he fell in love with it. He started doing his show from there. Okay. And then the pandemic hit, and then everything shut down. So, and then that's when he went into hiding. So I was seeing him like almost like once a week, and he was just, you know, he was already, but he was he was dealing with coping with everything, and he was doing really well at it. And then. Uh, I, you know, I do yeah, well, I, as well as I do know what we all wish the best for Artie. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm glad that you may not be in the public eye, but I know I talked to his manager once in a while and he's in a, he's, he's in a good place. So, yeah, That's he good. was he was great. And, uh, you know, I, I wish him well and I hope he's doing well. I know, you know, there's a lot of problems going on, but, you know, I, I, I wish he would get his act together and come back and come out and do his thing. Yeah. He was so great. What I do, everybody loves Artie. So, um, oh, so yeah. speaking of speaking of comedians, guess who I saw a couple of weeks ago down here, and I had dinner with. I would say Stuttering John, but he's not funny. Okay, <laughs> that, but it, it was Stuttering John. <laughs> Johnny, I know I love you. He, he can't he can't handle it when you make fun of him. But I know Johnny is. I know. I'm funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but we had he was down here doing some shows and uh, we went out to dinner. He drank a ton of beers. Well, so did I. And I offered to pay. He picked up the check, ladies and gentlemen. 
Stuttering John paid for dinner. I think that's the exclusive out of all this. Not what that's happened it. and why he left, but John paying for dinner is the exclusive. Top, top, I got to give him all the credit. He he took care of it. He was I mean, it was great to see him. I haven't seen him in, I don't know, 15, yeah, 20 how years. Much, how much the beers cost at McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to a nice, a nice uh, pub. We went to a nice, you know, yeah. sports bar. We went to a sports bar. I mean, it was nice. Yeah, it was yeah, nice, so, you know. You know you go down to Atlantic Avenue? No, we went. We were we were in Boynton. We went to Boynton. Oh, okay, Boynton. Yeah. yeah. But John, John, John does um, his show. Uh, it's very political and it's all very anti Howard. And I, I have my gripes about what happened when I was there, and that's that. And I'm not anti Howard. I was given an opportunity, and it was some of the best years of my life, and I enjoyed it so much. I left because I wasn't getting paid, and anybody that asked me. A question, I'm going to answer it as truthfully as I possibly can. And, you know, there I could have gotten paid more. I could have sued because I didn't get paid for so many years. And I didn't. And because that's just basically illegal. But, you know, um, I, I didn't get paid for the hours that I worked. But I, right. I will say it was the best time of my life that I, I it was unbelievable. And um, I think I'm nothing but positive memories of what happened. Did I, I left because I didn't want negative uh, right. memories. Right. Because Right. If I would have stayed and, and got the deal that I was going to be given and Howard didn't stick up for me to get paid more, I would have become even angrier and I would have gotten fired and burned that bridge. So I figured, I bet if he's not going to have my back, I better leave gracefully like a gentleman than stay there and bitch and whine and complain and be angry and mean, you know? No, I could understand that point of view. But, uh, you know. Would, uh, you know, that would be my ace in my pocket if I ever needed to go back. At least they don't hate me. Right. So I better leave beloved than leave begrudged, you know? I get it. I get it, man. You did the right thing. Yeah. Now, Mason, you always had a special relationship with Howard. Well, for some reason or another, Howard always liked me. Um, he never really attacked me. He never really made fun of me. Um, and you told me a long time ago that's probably because he actually really liked you. Um, he, he does. And, and, he, did, he did like you, yeah. You know, and, and up until recently, I lived right in the same neighborhood as Howard. Um, and there were a couple of times where supposedly he saw me getting into a cab or walking down Columbus Avenue or whatever, you know. Um, but, you know, he was always very good to me. I mean, he invited me on the WWOR, you know, show at oh, Jersey yeah. a couple of times. And, um, yeah. you know. He invited me to the open store tennis event, I think it was called. Uh, and remember that and well, a, that's right. And then it was a pajama thing, I remember that I went to. And, uh, you know, I was always invited to the birthday parties. And, you know, you know he, I, has a, I, he has a place not far from here, too, down here in Florida. Yeah, I've heard. Scotty, we should yeah. go ring and we should go play ring and run. We'll ring his doorbell and we'll run. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not into those gags anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but I've I've heard rumors that a lot of a lot of what's going on, you know, with Howard really is due to Beth. I mean, that's what I've heard. I I, I really couldn't tell you. I, I don't I've know. heard that she's not she's not really a very nice woman, so I've heard I never I mean she was always nice to me, you know, whenever I saw her, whenever, you know, I had to do some work with her um yeah. at some point. Um I, I I can't say a bad thing about her. I, I you know um, it was always a you know nice time whenever we got together. Well, that's good to hear. She well, was around. I, 
can say that the two times I met her, she was really not nice to me. Like, um, you know, Howard was very excited the first time to introduce me. He was like, oh, my God, Beth, this is Grillo, that blah, blah. And she's like, and I kind of like just went like, like to go say hi. And she was like, yeah, <laughs> like, Ugh. like, get off me. And like and Howard was like, it was kind of awkward because Howard was like, so gave me such a warm introduction to her. Yeah. So excited to, to, for him to introduce me to her. And she was just like, I look like a bug. You know, like I was a cockroach. And then yeah. the, second time, the second time was Robin had done a charity uh, comedy thing at Caroline's Comedy Club in Times Square. And, and I just, it was weird. I was going through some shit in my apartment and I found something. I don't even remember getting it. It was like a little thank you card from Howard. And it was saying, it said something like really like out of character for Howard. And it was personal. It was like, Steve, I think you're such a wonderful guy. I think that you're, 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 you're going to go far in life. You're going to be successful. And I, you, you, you do such a good job for me. I just wanted to say thank you, Howard. And I was like, I don't, I don't even remember this. But it was like <laughs> kind of touching and something like really out of character for Howard to do. Yeah. And it was a little well, note. Well, like, you, like got the dedication, like, you got the dedication in the book, and I get dressed up as a woman. I mean, what can I tell you? <laughs> so I, um, I, I just happened to read it that day when I was going to the, the, the Carolines for Con Robin's, you know, charity thing. And I yeah. happened to walk in at the same time as Beth. And I, we were walking down the stairs, and I said, hey, Beth, I just wanted to, you know, and say, I'm Steve Grillo. You know, I used to work with Howard. He dedicated his book to me, and she was just like, yeah. I said, you know, I said, I got to say, you know, I had, I had this uh, little note that I found from Howard. He was really touching. You're really lucky. He, he, he's a really good guy. And I always appreciate that. And she was like, yes, yeah, so? And I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh, well. Everybody has a different a different opinion of everybody else. So yeah, no, I just just was, I'm just telling you my two experiences. They were both That's like fine. I was like I, I was like I felt severely beneath her. So um, so if I leave you if I leave you down, my battery is about to crap out. Okay, no, no, no. So you know what? We'll wrap it up right now. That's perfect timing because it's eleven thirty. Okay. Um, we I have to we we only have the the mansion until twelve. So. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I see. Yeah, no, my, okay. friend, my, my friend uh, was really awesome enough to let me come down here and broadcast and show me his new house, which is like right on the water. Uh, nice. I'll take pictures. Uh, Noah will include what's going on. And like, uh, it's just, he just, uh, he recently had some huge success with his business. And um, he's doing what I would do, living the life. All right. And, uh, but um, Scotty, uh, on the note, so I know you, you, you didn't get into detail about what happened. People, you know, they know what they think they know. Um, so you, how do you want to end this? People are going to want to know what your finale. Are you okay with everything happening? You, you, you know, you're not angry. You're just, you're, you're at peace. Or just, is there going to be always a, a, a real horrible bitterness that. Um, I'm angry at everything. No, but, <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, things end. Nothing goes on forever. This ended. And I'm, I'm just in another part of my life. That's all. Would you agree after 32 years? Would you, do you think that it, it should have ended differently? 34 years. 34 years. Um, should it have ended differently? I that's I, maybe maybe could have ended a little differently, but you know, I'm good. Um, there's nothing you know, I'm not ashamed of it. I had a great career. I told you, I appreciate everything Howard did. Um, I, I was so so thrilled to be part of 
the, the most amazing radio show ever. So I can never lose that. I can never forget that. Um, so that, that's what I'm grateful for. And I, I'm just living my life now. And uh, Howard enabled me to, to live this life. So um, Look at that. you're going to be better friends with Mason Reese now. There you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll go out. We'll hang out. When, when I get oh, back, good. I'll I be back in that. June. You can, you yeah, can go out and have some bagels and locks and some coffee and you can oh, talk. Yeah. <laughs> this is where the old two's gonna die. So. Yeah. Way beyond bagels on on uh, jog. Come on. I, I know it. I know it very well. <laughs> All right, Scott Salem. Thank you so much for being on my show. I appreciate you poking your head out. I know a lot of people were concerned and wanted to hear from you, and I appreciate you coming on my show and letting that you got, happen. You got the first exclusive interview, so uh, I do. I, it's gonna be awesome. Um, um, we'll do it again soon. Up. It should be up Thursday night. Uh, I guess today everybody as well knows that there was a big article in the paper about Howard's decline. Oddly enough, Scott just happened to come on the show today when the article broke. I don't know. I didn't know. even know about the article. I had no yeah. idea. I'm just I'm down here in Florida. I don't even read the post anymore. So everybody, um, go get an angry message from Scott on Cameo. Yeah, there you, you can go. yell at you. You can scream at you. Um, I, could some, <laughs> I could use some money, by the way. Being retired isn't all that it's cracked up to be money-wise. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Reed, one of my best friends in the world, thank you for coming on here. Thank you, uh, brother. I appreciate it. And people love you, and uh, it's good that you poke your head out every once in a while, too. Uh, every yeah. once in a while. As long as you don't poke your head out in public. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. Thank you guys for uh, coming on again. Aftershock Excel, look at all the places you can find me. Oh my God. You're just a, you're a star, man. You're, oh, you're, yeah. I mean, your star is rising, my friend. Yes, I'm trying my best, brother. And um, so right. uh, thank you for coming on. I want to thank everybody. Uh, stay safe and thank you. Uh, we're at Casablanca here in Boca Raton. Peace out, everybody.